You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. Hey guys, it's Danny. So this week I am joined by Sahara Rose, a charismatic, fiery blonde with 10 years of experience in the industry. What started out as a means to make a few extra bucks turned into a passion for self-expression and channeling her outgoing personality towards a career. Welcome, Sarah. Hi. Good to be here. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. So you've been in the sex industry now for approximately 10 years. Yes. What avenues have you kind of ventured in? Well, at first I swore myself that I wasn't ever going to do any actual, um, like, sex work in terms of, you know actually having sex with clients (laughs) but then uh so first I started off dancing and doing private parties um just doing a quick little stage like quick little stage shows with clients and now I'm kind of venturing onto that side of it and I'm also going to be venturing into webcamming as well so you've dipped your toes in many many areas I have yes (laughs) um how did you originally get into it Uh, a girlfriend of mine actually approached me about it when I was in my early 20s and she the industry was so different back then it was sort of um derived from how they do things in Japan with like the geishas where you get paid a certain amount of money to hang out with these businessmen and all you're doing is playing drinking games and um just having fun with them and engaging and uh so it started off that way and then eventually it kind of turned into hanging out in lingerie and then you know going topless and and this was outside the club this is private yes exactly Okay, and then with that, first you're hanging out with them with clothes, and you're like, well, (laughs) let's take the clothes off. So obviously the prices were much different back then, because... Mm -hmm. And what what year are we talking? Um, 2007, Okay, I want to say. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I guess it's been over 10 years. My goodness, I'm dating myself, but... um, (laughs) I was still in high school. (laughs) I was joking. (laughs) I was. Meanwhile, <laughs> Meanwhile I was studying for SAT. No, just <laughs> um, so I think yeah, 2007, 2008. Uh, it was much different. There were these lounges, and I'm air quoting as I speak because they were not lounges. They were literally like rooms above offices where there was a couch, a TV, and the drink of choice was Chivas and green tea. So that was quite interesting for me. That was the first time I've ever had the combination of the two. And let me tell you that caffeine <laughs> and alcohol don't mix well together. So what, what is that? It's just it's Chivas Regal, which is rye, oh. I think. And then Chivas Regal, with, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And green tea, oh. like cold green tea. And that oh, was like their drink of choice. They loved it. So you're just... Oh, I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's crazy. So they're just... You're just sitting there and, you know, nicely dressed as if you were to go to a club. Mm -hmm. And you're just drinking with them, playing these drinking games, Mm -hmm. like dice games. Being entertainment, being pretty entertainment. Exactly. And then that sort of morphed into like rented halls and hotel rooms, etc., where you're actually in lingerie and you're more so a dancer than just entertainment so Mm -hmm. it was for me at the time I was so young and I was so naive and I was so like shy about you know showing off my body Mm -hmm. that it was just such a huge leap for me and I thought that it would be really good for me to get myself sort of out of this box where I always kept myself like 
I obviously you know what you look like, but at the same time you're always going to have your insecurities. So mm-hmm. it was a kind of a really good way for me to like bring myself out of that feeling of doubting myself mm-hmm. and feeling beautiful and feeling like enough, you know. Mm-hmm. And so when I started doing that, it just it kind of turned into more fun. And of course, you make friends along the way, and if they're working the same parties as you. It's exciting. You get to see each other. You get to catch up. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely vastly changed over the years, and I've seen it through yeah. the entire transition. Yeah. yeah. And then you went into then you went to stripping at clubs. Yes. Okay. Um, that was actually a recent decision. That was just over the last couple of years where I decided that I wanted a little bit more stability and security. <laughs> Um, because obviously when you're working a private party, you don't have any bouncers or you don't have anyone watching cameras or anything like that. It's a little bit, um, less safe, you know, for the girls working. It's not that it's unsafe. It's just, there's no, there's no one monitoring you. Less protocols. Yes, exactly. So I decided to do that and now I'm kind of dabbling in both as we speak and frankly, after having come back to private parties, I'm now realizing how much I've missed them. <laughs> mm-hmm. What would you say is the biggest, the main differences between uh, club work and private parties? There are definitely pros and cons to both. It's just a matter of what works best for you. For me personally, um, working at a club is great because you don't, you can go in, you have the, the ability to go in as you please. But at the same time, you are there is usually a bit of a cap of how much money you can make. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, they're taking a little bit of a, you know, they're taking a little bit of your cut. So obviously you are going to be losing a little bit of money mm-hmm. depending on what the cut is. But there's a floor fee and then you have to tip out on dances. And then of course you tip at the end of the night as well for whoever's watching the camera. So you do have to think about those things um, and those aspects when you're making that decision, but at the same time, while the club is open year-round, PR isn't necessarily available to you at all times. Mm-hmm. And of course, it is based on who the client chooses, so there's always going to be preferences, mm-hmm. and you may not always get chosen. So there's definitely good and bad with both. Personally, I prefer PR just because I know that the opportunity to make more money is there, but at the same time, I don't love how up and down it is mm-hmm. and how unfrequently it does take place. Yeah, it's definitely uh, less consistent money. I find exactly. Um, I definitely make more NPR, but I'm booked less than I could just go into the club every day. Exactly. You know, and so. also for girls that are maybe starting out, going to the club is a nice little taste of what you might expect. Because obviously, like I said, with PR, there's definitely a little bit more. There's less protocol, like you said. So it's sort of like anything can go mm-hmm. anything that you allow to have happen can go whereas with clubs it's like you're being watched by bouncers you have management looking after you mm-hmm. it's it's a little bit less scary mm-hmm. for girls that are just like starting out yeah and especially because uh here in bc we don't have service clubs and we don't have brothels so yes um it's definitely a kind of a stepping stone to yeah. wards different avenues of sex work because technically uh, Vancouver is supposed to have no contact lap dances. Yeah. 
um, whether we do or not, you can tell my voice. <laughs> and that's not necessarily how it goes. <laughs> yes, exactly. But uh, for legal reasons, we technically are supposed to have no contact dances. Yes. So that, of course, is not the case in PR. It, again, it's yeah. the woman's discretion, but yes. most women will have contact dances in yes. PR. Contact not meaning, for those listening, doesn't mean, you know, you're sitting on a dick necessarily. Yeah, of course. It means, you know, that there is, you can sit down on the lap, the yeah. person can, the, you can touch the man uh, with clothes on and he can touch you, um, et cetera. Yes. Uh, and that too also opens more of a chance to make more money because yeah. it's more enticing for people. Yeah. yeah. And you can set your own prices too and no one is monitoring how much you make. So, of course, there's a set price for how much a dance should cost at a PR party, but then of course... You know, if if a man is really into you, you can always say, well, I usually don't let anyone touch me, but for an extra however much, Mm -hmm. then you Mm -hmm. can. Whereas you don't have the freedom to do that at a club. Definitely. And I find, too, with PR, for my dances, I don't always take my bottoms off. Yeah. It's a different price for bottoms off. Yes. As opposed to when I worked at a club here in Vancouver. Yeah. I remember I got in trouble for not taking my bottoms off the first dance. Yeah. I didn't take it soon soon enough. Mm -hmm. And I just looked at her, the manager at the time, and I said, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, what yeah. are you, why are you telling me for a $50 dance I have to have my vagina in his face yeah. in the first 30 seconds? Yes. Like, so there's definitely, I think, more freedom and yeah. more uh, autonomy mm-hmm. in PR, mm-hmm. which is another positive, I think. I think so, too. I agree, yeah. Yeah, and also not giving a club 40% is nice, too. That's nice. <laughs> it's nice that, that you, the money that the organizer makes is already coming out from mm-hmm. the men. It's not coming out from your cut. So yeah. that that is the more enticing thing for me personally because I don't love the idea of sharing what I make. I don't think for that's sure. fair. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. annoying to think that you're hustling you're 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 a hustler and you're making good hustle money and then it's benefiting in that third party. Exactly. I find that very annoying personally. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So I like <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like me when I hustle a party, it's nice to know like I'm hustling for myself. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Um so Like you've said that you have dabbled in prostitution as well, which is something I haven't really talked on in the podcast Mm -hmm. because while prostitution is legal in Canada, Mm -hmm. it's a lot of the aspects of it are um, illegal in our, our, um, the jurisdiction out here. So our, our um, legal standing. Yeah. So it's, it can be a very tricky thing to be in. Legally. Yes, of course. I get it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I will make sure to not, <laughs> to not ask any questions that, uh, okay, that, that in, cross that. implicate me in any yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. But um, how do you find clients? You know what? I have to say that I've gotten sort of lucky. Um, it's They've always approached me, mm-hmm. either from the club or at a private party. It's ne- never been something that I have gone out and sought out. Mm-hmm. I never posted on any website. I never advertised in any way, shape, or form. In fact, I never even advertised myself or identified as one mm-hmm. to anyone in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been instances where... It was an assumption was made of me, mm-hmm. and if the price was right, then sure, why not? I mean, realistically speaking, I know this is maybe not the best thing to say, and I'm sure some people might be offended, but like dating is sort of like prostitution. Like you give sex in exchange for something, whether it's mm. dinner, whether it's gifts, whether it's affection, mm, companionship, companionship. Yeah. So there, the only real difference is. For me, I guess the way I justify it is that I don't, I don't want your time afterwards. I yeah. just want 
it's like a business transaction yeah. for me and that's it um whether we stay in contact after or not that's a totally different that's based on like how you treat me and how what I think of you but for me it was always just sort of the, the opportunity presented itself and it was stupid to say no sort yeah. of thing but I never really went out of my way to seek it out just because I didn't really want that to be my identity mm-hmm. do you know what I mean so yeah no I agree with what you're saying yeah. I've said it before too I think everyone's a prostitute in some way yes. whether you married someone to have a roof over your head like yes. I'm I'm sure that it's a not sexless marriage yes. I'm sure you've had to you know take the dick a few times <laughs> to get that house <laughs> exactly. you know and or you know um people are gin and tonic prostitutes you yes. know you went to the bar and a guy bought you a drink and yeah. now you're at home with him getting yeah. you know railed from behind yeah you know like just because he didn't pay be you yeah. technically he gave you seven dollars for a drink yes and then, you know, so you're a yes. gin tonic prostitute. Yes. That's, um, a good, that's a good analogy, actually. I'm going to use that for now. <laughs> so, and there's nothing wrong with that either. Yeah. But, um, yeah, for me, I think more and more women are coming to prostitution and different avenues of sex work because, yeah, you start to realize this is an exchange. You know, I'm exchanging sexual pleasure for you. That's what you're desiring here. And I desire to increase my financial situation. Yeah. And let's call it what it is. Um, I will give my end of this bargain. I will give you a pleasurable experience, yes. and you will give me some financial increase. Exactly. You know, exactly. Um, and it, it's starting to look more and more. I think now that people are starting to look at it as a, a business exchange. Of course, yes. Um, so you've been lucky enough that a lot of clients have like approached you. Yes, and it's kind of come um, in a more natural, natural way. Yes. Um, what is the typical client? Cause I cannot tell you how many times I've had people reach out to me with comments saying, you know, Oh, like go fuck a nasty, bald, rich guy. It's like, yes. okay, per, I'll talk for myself here. Yes. Most, um, clients that I know of, of my friends and stuff, they're relatively attractive younger men. Yeah. And yes, some are older and less attractive yeah. or some are attractive and older. Some are ugly and young. You know, like yes, there's a variety exactly. of, every, some are poor, some are rich, some are, or, I mean, should I say poor? You know, they're, they're, you know <laughs> but it's like paycheck poor, you yes, know? Yes, like, exactly. Um, so I know it's the whole gamut of people. Yeah. Um, what's your experience with that? How are your clients? It's actually funny because recently I was seeing this guy who um, boldly stated out of nowhere, he's an attractive younger guy, um, I don't pay for sex. But it's, I don't need to pay for sex. But, but how many dinners did you have to pay to get a girl to go home with you? Exactly. <laughs> did exactly. I hate comments like that? It's exactly. so stupid. Or how many times, like even throughout the entire course of our relationship, um, well, I wouldn't even call it a relationship, our situationship, <laughs> we were, of course, he took me out for dinners, like he paid for me to get like whatever, nails, hair, this kind of stuff done. So, I mean, realistically speaking, what is the major difference here? So, it's funny that you say that because I couldn't agree with you more. The clients that I have had, far and few in between, have been the ones that are young, attractive, maybe not necessarily my type that Mm -hmm. I would date, but still attractive, Mm -hmm. Um, wealthy, not even like billionaires per se, but Mm -hmm. wealthy in the sense that they have a roof over their head. Disposable income. Exactly. They're they're well-to-do. They're successful. They're not some greasy creepo guy who's perving. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, wasn't it, now I'm just having flashbacks when I interrupt you. <laughs> That's okay. Wasn't it you and I talking on Instagram about that one, uh, I, for lack of a better term, gentleman yes. that owned a coffee shop, right? Wait. 
right? Oh my god, I didn't hear. Yes, 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 yes. yes okay, yes. so okay, I yeah, forgot about I, that. Also, I just had a flashback because yes. as you're saying, you know, they're successful men. Yes. I just remembered it. I, yes. I, I think I've talked about the podcast about yes. him before okay. that he had asked me, "How do I get data stripper?" Yes, and I had said to him, "Yes, um, well, like." This is what it would cost. Yeah. He's like, I don't need to pay for a woman. And yeah. everything you're saying right yeah. now, I'm successful. I'm yeah. not that unattractive, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, well then why did you even start this conversation exactly. about asking me how to get a girl to go out with you? That exactly. you're so, you're such a catch. 100%. And I said, believe it or not, like most men I know that pay for prostitutes are fucking catches. Yes. And the funny thing is every single one of them that I have met along the way have just been too busy. They're, they either are divorcees who don't necessarily have the time or the energy to date. They just don't want to go through another relationship that's going to fail. They'd rather mm-hmm. just have the compa- companionship without all of the baggage mm-hmm. and all of the like the strings attached. Or they're just so honestly busy that they just don't have time to go on dates. They'd yeah. rather just... And it's hard to meet people and say. Exactly. And they, they're not frequenters in lounges and clubs. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to go sit at the pack rim, for instance, and mm-hmm. like wait for some girl to walk in so he can buy her a couple of drinks. He'd rather just like set it up as a, a scheduled date. Mm-hmm. You come in. Maybe we go for dinner first. Maybe we have a couple drinks first. There's always some sort of wooing process, yeah. in my opinion. I some kind of facade. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Or at least in the beginning, anyways. Obviously, if, if they're a regular of yours and you, Right to the better. Yeah, of course. <laughs> there's, there's no time to waste sometimes, people, okay? <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. And yeah. even for myself thinking... I have never purchased a sexual service from someone. Yeah. Um, but women do. Yeah. But uh, even for thinking for myself, if me and my partner broke up, how the hell would I meet someone? Yeah. Like, I don't go out. No. I am a fucking, you know, you're sitting with me right now. I, yeah. As soon as I got home, you saw me. I changed it. I took off my bra <laughs> and I put on my stained, oversized hoodie. Like, I don't give two fucks. There's like, nothing wrong with the, <laughs> the hoodie she's wearing, by the way, people. Just so you know, I'm sitting across from her. I can see it. Listen, I have like four outfits that I just, you know... Rotate through. <laughs> rotate. I, I agree, yeah. And I got my moccasins on every damn day. But it's true. Like, I'm not a social um, butterfly. Like, yeah. I, I can put it on when yes. I need to be, when I'm getting paid to, when I yes. need to go to work. Yeah. But it's just not my interest to go sit at a bar and wait for someone to approach no. me. Or really go out unless I'm with my girlfriends and we're going for lunch. Yeah. You know? I, I'm like a I'm like the opposite of a vampire. At like, yeah. you know, at like 8 o'clock, <laughs> I'm like, best get to bed. Like... <laughs> But And how do you meet people, right? So exactly. it makes sense if on top of that you had a, a large business or a job yeah. that took a lot out of you. Yeah. You try to, you know, go to the gym and then you're going to, what, go find a girl naturally? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just not plausible for a lot no, of people. No, exactly. And also, to what I was going to mention as well is I, I don't have a partner. I'm single. But... I did recently go, well, not recently, I guess it was nine, nine months ago, go through a breakup. And of course, being a woman, I hate to say it, but we do have an easier time meeting people when we want to. And mm-hmm. it is easier for us to, you know, kind of fit, like get to the, get to the chase with men. Cause mm-hmm. like realistically speaking, you could be a zero and you'd still find a guy who yeah. wants to have sex with you. Yeah. But, um, I went through the same thing. I was like, I don't want to go on a, a dating site. I don't want to go 
meet people at clubs like that's not what I'm looking for I'm getting to an age where I should be thinking of a future like not necessarily wanting to get married and have kids right away but it is in the foreseeable future for me that I would like something that I would like to do so what do you do as a woman like especially women who are in their 40s and they have successful businesses and they've already had a couple of kids and they don't Mm -hmm. really want to go back to getting married and having relationships they just want to have fun and they have the disposable income what is wrong with purchasing a little bit of companionship I don't see anything wrong with it personally no I agree and I find honestly even for myself online dating is so fucking tedious it's so boring I remember I'm like a serial dater in the sense where I always have like uh, long term to long term to yes. long term. Serial monogamous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not someone who, um, yeah, serial monogamous. Yes. Serial dater isn't the right yeah. term. But, yeah. Um, and I remember my girlfriend saying, you know, get Bumble. And I last on it for like a couple hours. I'm yeah. Like, oh, that's exhausting. Yeah. It's like, it's like going through a lineup of people and I'm yeah. like, no, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then the, all the same as, how's your day going? How's your day going? Oh how's your day God, going? How's your day so going? Boring. Is Danny your real name? Is Danica no, your full name? It's like, made up. Yeah. So, and then what's the difference between me? downloading a site and trying to find a girl to take out and pay for a dinner mm-hmm. and hopefully she'll suck my dick yes or going to Backpage or mm-hmm. calling up a prostitute and yes. you know yeah spending your money in like actual cash form yes. and giving that to her instead of the server yes you know and get your dick sucked like you yes. know the end exactly. goal is still that you get your dick sucked here yes. <laughs> like, you and know? if you're really looking for true love then honestly I just don't think that dating sites are for that anyways I feel like they've just totally turned into no, it's hookup site. A hundred percent. And I'm like, I'm on a, d- a dating site right now and not necessarily because I want to find a boyfriend, but just because I, I just wanted to see what was out there. And let yeah. me tell you, it is not good. <laughs> it's not a lot. No, I go, oh, girl, trust me. Someone told me my ex-boyfriend was on dating. So I was like, geez, Lord help us. Like, yeah, you'll have to tell me who it is. So I oh it God. I, he, he'd give you money. He fucks, he fucks frosty. So. <laughs> well, perfect. No, I don't. I'll send him your way. No, that boundary is no way. Oh, I don't, God. I don't cross boundaries okay. like that with friends. No, no, no. That's a dick I would not congest. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair no, enough. No, yeah. Um, but, no, yeah. This, uh, the idea of a hookup culture, to me, it's, it's free prostitution. Yeah. You know? So, I don't, I can't wrap my head around people who, you know, fuck randoms on the weekend and then chastise women who, who profit from sex. I agree. But, I agree. you know, I think, I don't, there's a lot of people I don't think I'll ever see eye to eye on that with. No. So, but I'll, I won't give up the fight. No. <laughs> and good for you for fighting for all of us who don't have a voice. Yes. Well, that's why you're here. Thank you. Um, so we said, you know, the typical client is n- not always. It's, it, it really is the men I've encountered with and the women I've talked to about it. It's everything. Of course. It's, there's there's 20-year-old guys. Yeah. There's 80-year-old guys. You yeah. know, there's every color under the sun. Yes. There's um, every religion. There's yeah. every money situation, yes. success level. Yes. Everything. Yes. Um, and like we say, you know, they might not always be men that we would choose no. to... Um, pursue in a, in a romantic way. Yes. Uh, but, okay, so this is a question I get all the time. Yes. 
when it isn't the optimal, you know, <laughs> beautifully sculpted yes. 20 to 30 year old yes. man who's well eloquently spoken, yes. dick hung like a horse, you know, <laughs> eats great pussy when it isn't that client. Um, is it awkward? Is it awkward when you show up at a house, even if it is that attractive guy, is it awkward to show up at wherever you're showing up, hotel, whatever, saying, hey, I'm here for the dick appointment. Where's my money? Because <laughs> um, I know for people, they think that'd be awkward. It can be, but I think you just kind of have to have a sense of humor about it. You go into it. You're both expecting, you know what's going to happen. You're both expecting it. I have done the best with my clients when I've just been like, hey, how's it going, buddy? Like, come on in. Like, or let me come, <laughs> come in. Come on in. Yeah, come <laughs> on in. And just kind of made it a big joke that it just takes such a load off of yeah. both of us and breaks the ice. And if it's the first time you're meeting them, chances are they're going to appreciate how laid back and easygoing you are rather than coming in being super stern, no personality, cold. Mm-hmm. Where's my money? Let's do this. Like if you make it like two friends meeting, it just, it makes the world of a difference. I can't tell you how many friendships, like they never, we, we didn't necessarily pursue a client um, situation or situation after, yeah. but I've made friends that way yeah. and they've become such close friends of mine yeah. that we text each other on the regular and we're like, how are you, how's it going? How's your day? Like, yeah. what are you up to? So, um, it is that there's, and there's always like, I always see everybody, not necessarily that I'm a, an opportunist, but I always like to look at situations and like what can this person bring to the table for mm-hmm. me what can I learn from them how can I network with them yeah so when you do find somebody who maybe not necessarily doesn't necessarily want to have that like future client relationship with you but you see them you see that they've come into your life for a reason and then mm-hmm. you realize like holy shit this person actually has so much more to offer me than just a, a few a thousand here a thousand there it's actually a more Mm long-term situation that actually benefits you way more than that so you always have to look at things uh, more long-term than Mm -hmm. just like in and out I don't want to be here of course if you act like you don't want to be there it's written on your face yeah it's in the rigidness of your body language they're not going to book you again they're not going to want to see you again yeah and it's just it's bad for business yeah and I think too like Depending on, and I've talked on this before on a podcast, the two different types are girlfriend experience and porn yes. star. So, you know, if you're a porn star, you do come in with a very business mindset yeah. saying, you know, hi, this is the price we agreed on. Yeah. Um, I don't do bareback. I don't do anal. Yes. Um, I don't do bare blowjobs or whatever your agreements yeah. are. And yeah. then you're like, can you take a shower first or I'll take, you know, of whatever, course. whatever. Yes. And then you're in and out, yeah. literally. Yeah. And you go home. Yeah. And then there's a girlfriend experience where you approach it as as if it were a Tinder date. Yes. And you, hi, like, my name's whatever. Yeah. How's your day going? Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Maybe grab drinks first. Yes. Um, give them your real number. Contact them after. Yes. You know. Um, and there are different clients for each of those. There are different women for each of those. Um, uh, for me, when I'm... And like, I was thinking about it when you were saying, you know, when you first approach them and you aren't... you. You downplay the awkwardness by yes. being so chill. Yes. I do the same in a dance. When I see a guy that's kind of, like, awkward of the dance, I'll, like, push him into the chair and say, yes. okay, let's do the damn thing. Yeah, And yeah, I'll, like, yeah. make a joke yes, about it. And then exactly. they laugh. And then they're like, okay, you're human. Like, yes. you're not this, like, blow-up doll necessarily. Yeah. You have some kind of, like, something to you. Yes. Um, most clients that you encounter, are they clients that 
of prostitution regularly? Like, do they, or are they first time people? Not for first time for you, but have they ever been with prostitutes before? Do they divulge that to you? I've I've had a couple situations where I was their their first, like not their first sexual experience, obviously, <laughs> but their first experience in this um, industry. But like, it was very obvious that they were. It was adorable, actually. <laughs> but it was they were. It was funny because those are the guys that overcompensate always. Mm-hmm. In my experience, anyways, they're always like, oh, like try to act all um, boasty and trying to be all like overly confident yeah. but really at the end of it it's you just it, yeah. of course and it's adorable to me because I can't hate on that I yeah. can totally understand what it's like to be a newbie and like yeah. not know what your place is yeah um, but for the most part it is guys that have done this before so it's they're no stranger to it they know what to expect they know what they want, yeah, which I love. I don't like beating around the bush. I want directness. Yeah, I want somebody to tell me straight up, "This is what I'm expecting. This is what you're going to get for it." Um, fantastic. We have an agreement, and if it doesn't work, we can counter, like offer. But it does take a, a load of pressure off when the person has had experience. Whereas if it's a brand new person, you just have to coach them the whole, the whole entire way, and it can be a little bit exhausting. Well, but, yeah, that's one of the things we said was, um, like, it is a business. At the end of the day, as much yes. as you're being personable and you are humanizing them and yes. humanizing yourself, yes. it is still a business transaction. So um, I can imagine it's a lot easier when it's cut and dry and yeah. those things are discussed, ideally prior to showing up. So yes. you're not in that awkward position of, like, yes. are you okay with this price? Is it, you know, yes. Et cetera. Um, okay, so can you walk us through... The exchange, like oh so, goodness. you you approach them. Is it usually at yes. a house or a hotel, um, or do you have people to your house? Oh no, I, I don't ever allow anyone to come into my house. And that's a call for those listening. An in call is when people come to your home, and out call is when you um, meet them somewhere. Yeah, um, it's usually been either at a hotel or their house, um, and you just kind of show up. <laughs> I usually have to have a drink to like calm my nerves because as much as I've been in this industry for a long time and as much as I've always kind of known how this works, it's still a little bit nerve wracking. Mm -hmm. It still feels like a little bit of that pressure of like a date, like, Mm -hmm. you know, so. um, Well, there's still a level of unknown to it. Of course. You don't know this client. Yeah, of course. Um, And then you just kind of talk for a little bit. You put on some music um, like I said, maybe have a drink or two, depending on like where you are. Like if you're at a house, then obviously you can drink as much as you want. Or if you're at a hotel, you have whatever's available in the hotel room. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you kind of talk for a bit, you put on some music. I don't allow kissing. I don't allow... A very pretty woman of you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just, I can't do it. I just can't allow myself. It's very intimate, I find. I, I think so too. It's too intimate for me. And it's too personal for me. And it crosses a line of like okay, now there's feelings involved and mm-hmm. I clearly don't have feelings for you, so why would I put that yeah. forth, right? It's like a romantic gesture, yeah. Yes. Um, and I don't really allow foreplay. It's kind of like, let's just get to it. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to go down on me. I'm not going to go down on you. Like, mm-hmm. I, I put all that out right off the bat because mm-hmm. I don't want there to be any, like you said, unknown things mm-hmm. or like, well, you weren't clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and then usually, like, once we're done... I usually leave, like, fairly soon after. Mm -hmm. But I do have to say that regardless of whether you know the person or not, always get the money up front. And um, 
like either put it away right away or just make sure that it's out of their sight. While I've never had this happen to me, I've heard of horror stories of like men feeling entitled afterwards. And it, while it doesn't happen often, it's still a possibility of being like, I didn't get what I wanted and I want my money back. And of course, if you're alone, as strong of a person as you may be, it's still a scary feeling. Mm-hmm. So put it away right away. Make sure the exchange is done before anything else happens. Mm-hmm. And then... Obviously, if you feel safe to hang out for a little bit, you can if you want to. But I usually like to leave right away because mm-hmm. my job here is done. There's yeah. nothing else here for me to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you came now to bed. Yeah. Um, no, but then again, that's the same as, you know, are they looking for a girlfriend experience or yes. a porn star? Yeah. And what do you feel comfortable with? With me, with my style um, of sex work in stripping as well, it's very porn star. Yes. You know, I don't so feel for drinks once I'm not no. a drinker. But I don't, you know, talk to you about your day. I literally come up to you or you come up to me saying, I want to go for a dance. Perfect. I do the dance. I say, do you want to keep dancing? You know, I don't. There's no time to waste. Yeah. I agree. And for me, I just know the kind of person I am. And I find it very um, um, mentally exhausting and emotionally taxing to put on the whole shroud of, you know, um, emotional investment into the situation. And like you said, you know, I finished my job here. Yeah. Um, You know, I did my dance. I gave the head or whatever your service providing. (laughs) And, you know, it's la di da Yes, exactly. Why would I want to waste more of my time? And like you said, I don't do... It's funny that you say that because so few girls in our industry... Are like that. I don't really like to sit around and drink with anyone either. Even when I worked, um, the last club that I worked at, I there was always someone at a table somewhere mm-hmm. that was ordering drinks for everybody. And for the most part, I would maybe give them like 15 minutes of my time. Mm-hmm. Once I saw that they were not going to go for dances, mm-hmm. I left because there was absolutely no reason for me to waste my time when there's a room full of people that are potential. Yeah. Well, that's like um, my first club I worked at. I think it was a ten or fifteen minute rule. You couldn't sit with a client for more than ten minutes if he wasn't mm. getting dances or he hadn't bought time. Yeah, and it makes sense for the club too. Like, yeah. they're losing out because unfortunately they make money off us. So if yeah. we're not filling up those rooms or buying time, yeah, they're not making money off us either. So exactly. it's in their best interest, best interest as well as ours, to have rules like that in place where yes. hey, the client can't just take all these girls energy and be energy yeah. vampires yes. and they want free attention yeah um unfortunately my club they don't sell time and there's no rule like that so you'll see girls sit with guys for hours on end yeah and what like if, if i was a lonely guy i would 100 percent come to strip club yes. and do exactly that yes they know i can get away with it and yeah. i never just spend a dollar on a fucking dance yeah it's a horrible precedent they've set um, in this in this city. Um, yes, I agree. And it's funny going back to how PR used to be. Um, you had to pay for a girl to sit with you. You had to. So mm-hmm. whether she was boring or whether she whatever that's beside the point, she couldn't sit next to you unless you would pay for her time. And I think that that rule needs to be implemented again mm-hmm. everywhere, like across the board. Just because even in PR, like even if I'm already there I'm already being paid for my time but if I'm sitting next to you and you decide you want to tell me your life story then you need to pay me for my time Mm -hmm. because otherwise like I could be getting dances or getting a a service for instance right for sure well that's just on my next question you know you've been in the industry for over a decade what changes have you seen take place um in the industry as you've been in it prices have dropped um it used to be more expensive for guys um, and what, and what's more expensive dances or, sex uh, or dances PR? used to be more expensive. Um, not by much, like by $10, but, uh, the yeah, time, 
it adds up for sure. Um, and the the time it used to be two hundred, and then not including topless. Topless was one hundred and fifty or hundred. I can't remember if it was one hundred and twenty or one hundred and fifty, but let's just say one hundred and fifty because most and people around up anyways. After Tibo, to yes. the Booker, yeah, okay. And the Booker, the Booker's money being made hasn't changed, which is the mind-boggling thing for me. It's the same as the club. The club yes. is taking more of a more of a percentage now, and yes. dances are getting cheaper. Yes, same idea. Yeah. Um, so just to clarify. Um, bookers take on average a hundred dollar a head on each girl. So when we're saying, you know, she's saying, you know, uh, it was 200 topless. That's what she's receiving as a dancer in her pocket. The booker is receiving a hundred. So the client is paying 300 total. Yes. But no, not including topless. So you were just making 200 just to show up. Whereas now it's 150. Oh, sorry. Did I say including topless? Yeah. So yeah. So nowadays it's 250 topless. The client pays 350 and the doctor takes the 100. Yes. Um, you were saying before it was 200, not topless included. Yes. The booker would take their hundred still. So guys would be paying 300, not topless. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then whatever, you would set the price like so for instance if a guy liked you and he wanted you to be topless you could say it's 150 there was no set price it was mm. kind of just whatever they saw fit um would yeah. you equate that change to in pr because it's not regulated no i think it was just somewhere along the way someone gave someone a deal and Bitch. I know, <laughs> it's, but that's exactly how it works. Word spread. Mm, someone low balls and yes. it impacts everyone. Yes. Yeah. Um, also, too, like dances were at the time 60, whereas now they're, well, technically, most people will say 60 for one, 100 for two, but it was just 60. There was no deal package. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were already up by $20 when you're doing a second dance. Yeah, which adds up. Which adds up. Yeah. And most guys walk around with 20s, mm-hmm. not always, but more often than not, or hun- or hundreds. Yeah. So they're more than likely to throw in that extra 20. Exactly. Yeah. So even It's the same with, I, I was saying to... Uh, a club in Kelowna. Yeah. When they were first deciding on their pricing, I believe they put the price to be like $20 a dance or $40 yeah. a dance, I think, and the yeah. girls got 20 Yeah. And I said to him, like, why didn't you make it at least 45 no. or 50 Because the till pulls out 20s. Yeah. So at least the guys will throw 60 to the girl, yes. hopefully. And the girl still gets a, a tip. But if you're only charging 40 the guy's just going to take their 220 throw it at the girl, and never tip her. And it's exactly what the night I worked there is every guy gave me 40 Yes. And I was like, ugh. Like, it's just simple, like, psychology yes. of, and, like, ease of the way the ATM distributes money exactly <laughs> you know and it's and like for instance you know with hourly and half an hour buyouts same thing if you do it like it's still an even number but if you do it with like let's say it's 500 for an hour versus 400 for an hour well the maximum like let's say you take out 400 from the atm you're gonna you're not gonna have enough so you have to take out another 400 from the atm so now you have 800 dollars in your pocket mm-hmm. whereas if you buy an hour for 400 well you're only going to take out 400 from the atm yeah whereas if it's like 500 and you take out 800 you're likely to tip her because you're like yeah. oh i have all this extra cash yeah so you're absolutely right it does 
work out in the girl's favor and mostly in, in the club's favor because mm-hmm. then the guy's like, well, I actually took out 800. Maybe I can take out another 400 and go for an extra hour. Yeah, like, yeah. They don't really think about those things. They just think about what's easiest for them and what's more most beneficial for them. And it's unfortunate. Yeah. Because and what's most appealing to the client. Yes. Lowering the prices. Yeah. Um, aside from prices being lower, which is something I bitch about all the time, and, yeah. and that's in every avenue of sex yeah. work, um, the price of webcam stuff is lower what like what girls are charging is lower on webcam what they're they're doing more for less yeah um you're still only getting five cents to the ten cents on a webcam thing um which i mean that's for mfc and chatterbait um the pr prices are lower than when i used to um book girls i book girls for 500 yeah um and i don't think i included topless no (laughs) i don't think i did i think it was just them showing up yeah 500 and i didn't take it i don't think i took a cutoff I don't think I took a cut off the girls back then um, because I used to work the parties too. And yes. for me, that's it benefits me long term having my clients being happy with more girls being yeah. there um, and wanting to work. Mm-hmm. But that was, I mean, years ago now. Yeah. Um, now I would definitely take a head because I'm greedy. No, I'm just of joking. course. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. but, um, and the price for FS and half service, mm-hmm. I've, and sorry, FS as in full service, as in sex, mm-hmm. is substantially lower when I hear mm-hmm. women talk about it. I know me and you were just talking, we've heard girls, you know, having sex for $200. Yeah. And I've talked on the podcast before, I used to be able to get 500 to $1,000 to go for lunch or dinner with a person. Yes. No sex included. No. And I, have bitched many times about seeking arrangements and yeah. how painful it is on that site yeah. now. Um, aside from money, what other changes have you seen in the industry? Um, there were fewer girls organizing or calling them themselves so-called organizers. So the competition wasn't as stiff. And if you were a good worker, that was recognized. Mm-hmm. Um, so literally there was one point in my life back in 2012-2013 where I had a a 9 to 5 daytime job and I quit and I was totally okay without it Mm. I was working Wednesdays through Saturdays every week without fail constantly this is in PR this is in PR wow Um, and of course like there was always off nights like there was always nights that I just walked away with the minimum uh, just my base pay but then there were also nights when you walk out and you're just like so thrilled loving life yes exactly and you're like I'm just gonna spend it all because this is amazing but it was consistent whereas now I think the industry has gotten so saturated saturated and stretched so thin nobody wants it's not that nobody wants to book anymore it's just that there's just literally everyone is calling themselves a PR mom and giving out numbers and it's just kind of it's really salting the earth in my opinion in the industry because you know instead of like one guy being one person's client and going to her every single time and realizing okay this girl has this many girls and I like the girls that she has so I'm going to keep booking with her and I like so and so and so and so and so and so I'm going to book them every time but then I'm going to switch up the rest of them it really just makes it so hard for anyone to have consistent work Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no one is there's just no consistency even guys are not loyal to anyone anymore yeah well I'm saying to um, a friend of mine who's in the industry too because she wanted to get into it and she was you know how many different PR people are there I was like well I think I'm in eight chats yeah and there's 90 plus girls in each of them yeah but then there's a lot of crossover too yeah so there's no I'll book with you know girl x because she has um 
Y and Z that come with her. Yes. And, you know, like, it's just kind of all over the map. It's super oversaturated. Yes. I agree. Even in the seven years I've been in the industry, and speaking of a strip club point of view, yeah. the strip club is so fucking oversaturated. Yes. And the, uh, I don't know if you can attest this as well, the type of girls has changed. Yes. It's like, I think we mentioned this briefly yes. before we started recording. Yes. The girls we're seeing hiring now in, in sex work look vastly different than yeah. what the girls used to look like. Yes. You know, um, I think they looked a lot more like us. Yeah. With, you know, big, big fake <laughs> lips, big lashes, um, a very uh, typical aesthetic. Yes. Um, you know, I have girls in my club who don't shave. Yeah. And um, are inked head to toe. Yeah. I remember a lot of clubs wouldn't hire girls with ink. You mm-hmm. had to cover it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that's the same in PR for you. Have you seen over mm-hmm. the years a different type of girl being hired? It's funny because back in the day when I worked PR, there was a, a huge, vast difference between girls that did actual prostitution and girls who were just the dancers or the party girls. Mm-hmm. Um, the girls. And again, not to be judgmental or mean in any way, but the girls that were the ones that did the prostitution were the ones who didn't necessarily take care of themselves. Yeah, like right? what you would see in uh, in media portraying yes. as the prostitute. Yeah, you know, very cliche poster child for prostitution. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas the the strippers were beautiful, they they like they put together. Like yeah. They put were together they were put together most of the time made more money than the prostitutes yeah. anyways. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the guys sort of respected us more. Mm-hmm. But now it's shifted. Now it's like anyone and everyone is doing that. So, like, there's no way of differentiating by just looking at someone. Um, and and why like, do you think that shift into more prostitution? I think the industry has just, is like slowly, not necessarily dying. I don't want to use that word because it's such a negative word, but it it has changed Mm -hmm. and it is harder to make money. So girls are just taking whatever avenue they can get. Mm -hmm. It's just even myself, like I I swore up and down that I I wouldn't. And it wasn't necessarily because I thought I was better in any way. It was Mm -hmm. just a principalistic thing. You didn't have the need to because you're making good money dancing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, I was always like, I was actually a serial monogamist like yourself as mm-hmm. well. And I was in back-to-back relationships. So I never felt, um, like principalistic wise. I didn't feel good about it. So mm-hmm. obviously now being single, I'm like, well, if I'm going to go on a date with a guy and it's going to be a horrible date, why not just get paid for it anyway? I, I literally <laughs> said those exact words yeah. myself. Trust me. <laughs> I think too, like I said about webcam and that people, girls, now, unfortunately, have to do a lot more for a lot less. Yeah. And like you said, somewhere along the line, someone lowered that bar. Yeah. And they take the clients. Yeah. And then and you, for you to order to have a dip in that client client pool, uh, you're also going to have to meet where she is. Yeah. And then, and I don't necessarily blame the women for that. I get the appeal of yeah. lowering your prices. That's, you know, most competitors do that in every industry. Um, but also, we can look at the other way. If we all wrote rose our prices up yeah you know no men would be able to get a $20 blowjob because no. everyone's getting a thousand dollar fuck yes. you know um unfortunately I haven't seen that swing it I've has it. to be unanimous and unfortunately there's no possible way I mean obviously if there was somebody who was like a really strong figure in this industry maybe it could happen but there's no possible way to get everybody on board because like you said there are so many girls that are so new and so inexperienced and frankly they just come and go like mm-hmm. there's no We're transient yeah. yes exactly and i think too i think we have to do the disclaimer of we are talking from a very privileged yes um position and um 
we are situated in a place where we can pick and choose our clients. We can pick and choose our prices. Yeah. We can turn people away. We're not survival sex workers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think sometimes it's hard for us to also take that into consideration that yeah. survival sex workers are very different than women in a privileged position like we are. Yeah. Um, so when we talk, as I speak for myself, I'm really speaking about privileged mm-hmm. women in PR and mm-hmm. strip clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is unfortunate, the oversaturation, because with that oversaturation becomes a lot less um, regulation. Yeah. Um, and I, I do think when we mentioned the difference in women coming and going and who's coming to the industry, I think that's a positive that we're starting to see that there's a lot of different beauty being accepted. Yes. And like we, like you mentioned, try to humanize clients, say everyone has something they bring to the table. Yeah. Um, women in their sexuality, everyone has something to bring to the table. Yeah. Um, so it's been interesting, even I speak for myself, to see that um, acceptance of different body types and yeah. different um, ethnicities in the yes. clubs, especially, because um, I remember before it was a lot more segregated mm-hmm. in the clubs. And um, you're right, and it's funny, one more thing that I would like to add as well is, you're right, looks has changed mm-hmm. substantially where, like, I was 120 pounds at the time. And if I ever made it up to, like, 127, that I was considered overweight. Whereas mm-hmm. now I'm 20-plus pounds heavier than that. Mm-hmm. Granted, I've gotten fake boobs in the meantime. Yeah. I've gotten and my And they body's... are not light. So I'll tell you. <laughs> They're not my, light My back hurts. <laughs> Girl. I got to stretch every day. But, yeah, no, it's, um, it's funny. But, like, now, like, obviously, being a woman, like, you feel a certain type of way about yourself. You're like, oh, I don't feel at my best. Uh, we are a little bit harder on ourselves than we need to be. But then guys see us and they're like, oh my God, I love your big juicy butt. Yeah. I love this. I love that. And you don't really think about it because like 10 years ago, it was like stick figures that were in. And now it's the complete opposite. Yeah. Um, but again, like you said, so many different body types are being accepted as well. I think my biggest thing isn't necessarily what you look like. I think it's how well you take care of yourself. If you're coming to the club unwashed, unshaven, clearly you don't care. You don't give a shit about your looks. You don't. You're wearing clothes with holes in them. You have like ten, like four nails missing. I don't think that it's necessarily even about what you look like as a person at this point in time it's like you really don't give a shit about yourself Mm -hmm. and you're not taking care of yourself so if you're not taking care of your hygiene you're not taking care of your outward um like you know just like your aesthetic on the outside what you're bringing to the table yeah yeah so like what do you have to what is it that about you that is appealing to clients what would you like what are you using to grab clients attention with it's no longer about whether you have fake boobs or not it's now like basic physical things that mm-hmm. you should be looking after you yeah. know well i have a thing about um nails and yeah. like oh and, and toenails and yes. like pedicures manicures yes. like it, it drives me crazy when i see beautiful pleasers and these like yes. horrible toenails yes. i'm like girl like yes. come on Go like your nails if you don't want to have long nails that's fine make sure they all match at least like yeah. it's very basic stuff that like working in the industry has taught me to just like like take care of yourself like if you don't want to get botox that's fine don't get botox but don't have super drying foundation that like sinks into your creases and dries up your skin and makes you look ages you 10 10 times yeah. when it's not necessary so yeah. it's it's really just about taking care of yourself it's not even about like the standard of beauty in society yeah so yeah i totally get what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> um 
I know I get a lot of questions about this, and I think one is perpetuated by social media and um, Hollywood production about female cattiness and stuff. And I get a lot of questions about it, how the workers' um, relationships are between them, because mm-hmm. it is a, a very female dominant industry. Mm-hmm. And how does it work with a lot of females working in essence? together but against each other yeah um what's been your experience with that I've always been the person that has always tried to bring people up with me however not everyone operates the same way and I personally have had um new girls especially it was just funny because it's never the experienced ones it's usually always the new ones who come in entitled thinking that oh now that I'm a stripper I must be hot or I must be considered like something else you know um then they try to the term being cut your grass and it's basically them trying to steal your clients whether you're talking to them or whether you have had your eye on them whether you've been talking to them throughout the night you know eventually they're gonna spend money on you um or whether you've actually just kind of made any kind of connection there are definitely been instances where i have had to like tell a girl like look this is not okay I will help you. Mm-hmm. If you want to make money, I will help you. I will absolutely help you. But you you can't try to, like, undermine me and try and, like, mm-hmm. weasel your way. Well, like, you um, you don't bite the hand that feeds you. Yes. You know? And 100%. I think a lot of people forget that and yeah. how um, important that phrase is. <laughs> yes. It's one thing to be a hustler. Be a hustler. Good mm-hmm. for you. But don't try and step on somebody else to get your hustle Mm -hmm. there's no point in that there's money to go around for everybody you just Mm -hmm. have to be good at what you do you just have to know what you're doing Mm -hmm. um you and i for instance we worked together recently and we made great money together Mm -hmm. not because i shoved you to the side and took your client because you helped me you like grabbed my hand you said let's go this guy's good let's go talk to him and together we were a great team yeah i think that if more women did that with each other and for each other, the industry would be so much healthier. Yeah, the industry would better, be better if we just yeah. cloned me. Yeah. <laughs> with, yeah. We just cloned <laughs> me a bunch of times. I'm just joking. And me, hello. <laughs> yeah, you too. And, the, and that guy, let's yes. be honest. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and his money. Yeah, like, and yeah. his money many times cloned. Um, no, I, I completely agree with you. Um, the only issue I have is... I agree everything you're saying. Yeah. Uh, Biting the hand that feeds you, cutting grass, and these are crucial things to know when you enter the industry. But it's not just specific in our industry, and I think that's what people like to look at, and they say, oh, well, like, strippers are crazy, and look at how they attack each other, and look at they step on each other's toes, and it's everyone's out for themselves. Yeah. you really see that in any industry of course, where it's direct competition, and that's what stripping is, right? As much as we say there's enough to go around... In a, in a club, in, in especially a PR room, there's only so much cash in that room. Yes. Or in that person's bank account. Yes. And if you drain him dry, you know, I get no money. And that's okay. You've earned it. You've, yeah. Your hustle's better than mine, clearly. Yeah. But I think not everyone has that view. Like, no. she earns that money. Yeah. And just, like, real estate and lawyers yes. and everyone else. Any job and sales, yes. you know? Um, you do sales for commission and you see the same kind of behavior from people. So I think people try to paint it off like, oh, women are so competitive and they're crazy and strippers are psycho. And yeah. it's like, well, no, anytime you put people in essence against each other for, to make money, like they're going to be a little more aggressive. Of they're going to be competitive. Of they're going to look out for themselves. Yeah. Um, but I do agree with what you're saying. Yes. 
look out for yourself and be a hustler, but it comes back tenfold when you hustle with someone else yes. or you also help others make money. Mm-hmm. It does. You know? It does come back to you. I have a client who, he doesn't see me regularly, but he always comes to me to, for girls. And every single time I've helped him get a girl, I'm not taking anything directly commission-wise from him. Right. But he's helped me in so many different ways. It's unbelievable. He's been such a great addition to my life. Um, and same goes for women. When I have helped women... Uh, make money or I've like private messaged them and said hey a client of mine like met you or saw a photo of you and really liked you like he wants to book you for just like a one-on-one right um it came back to me tenfold yeah that that same person who to me at the time was just some girl looking to make a buck has turned around now and like made my life so much better giving me wisdom that I didn't know she had given me opportunities that I didn't know she had you just never know and it's honestly so much better to like help out when you can it's not even about being like oh I made 1600 off this one guy and you did fuck all so here's a cut no you don't need to do that because hey I have a friend you might like let's bring her in too it's so simple and guys are so happy to have like girls touching the each other the yes, exactly like what guy wouldn't want that so it's quite easy to make it happen you just have to want to and you just have to not be greedy mm-hmm. um and i think greed is like the biggest destruction of this industry like i said it 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 showed in how prices have gone down yes. and it's yes, showing in how girls are either stealing clients or like just like Things that are so unnecessary that could be so avoided because we can all help each other in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right, it does paint a negative picture of us as well because then guys are going to turn around and be like, oh. And I've noticed too, I don't know if you've noticed this, but guys pit us against each other, mm. especially at the strip club. Yeah. Like I've had guys come up to me being like, where's that girl with the blah 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 hair and I'm like why are you asking me yeah. that just makes me angry because it's like you went out of your way to come yeah. up to me to talk to me to ask and me call for another woman. yes and, and they know they're yeah. not stupid no. they know what they're doing and just for listeners the only time this is okay is if you then if you're generally asking uh, another like fellow stripper to find a girl if you then like hand her $20 and yes. you're like Could you, do you mind grabbing her next time you see her for me or yeah. let her know I'm looking for her yeah. if it's genuinely like hey I respect your time as yes. another co- a worker I, yeah. I see you as a fellow worker to her Yes, I do want to go for a dance with her but you are helping me find her I'm not here you know um putting you down and praising someone else just for no, the hell of it. No, exactly. Can you find this worker for me? Here's some money for your time. I appreciate it. Yes. You know, then, like, yeah, I'll go find her, or if I walk past her, I'll let her know your client's looking for you, blah, blah, blah. Yes, exactly. Um, but, yeah, if you're coming up to me, be like, hey, who's that really hot girl? Is yeah. she working tonight? Oh, my God, she's amazing. Her tits are like, I'm like, okay, cool. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, I don't have time to, like, go looking for somebody for you. Yeah. And, you know, on the flip side of it, if I do do that for you, as the woman, you better bring me into that dance. Yeah. Right? It's the same. Yeah. Help. Um, don't bite the hand that feeds you. Help yes. out people. Yeah. Um, if someone talks someone up, like, um, if someone's helping you sell a dance, like, yes, try to get that girl to dance yeah. with you. And also, too, um, like, what we were just talking about there, just like guys will pin each other, us against each other, yeah. guys are also watching to see how we behave around yes. each other. 
and they'll test you to saying, oh, like, what do you think of her? Yeah. Or like, oh, I don't think she's very pretty. Or like, you know, they'll do that to you to kind of feel the yeah. water. And honestly, I, I always, you know, no matter what I think about this girl, yeah. I will always either plead the fifth, like yeah. I'll play, I'll play Switzerland. Oh, I don't yeah. really know her yeah. or I'm yeah. not very familiar Same. with her or like, oh yeah, she's attractive or she's cute. Like yeah. blah, blah, blah. Because, um, you just never know who they are or yeah. why they're asking or why they're playing those games, right? Plus, it just makes you look better. You makes exactly. you look like a better person. Exactly. I agree. And I do the same thing too. Or my line is, oh, she's young. Because usually it's the younger girls yeah. that are the ones that are trying to stand out more, which is understandable. And guys are always, I've noticed too, in the club situation, in the club setting, not so much in the PR setting, because I find in the PR setting, they actually prefer girls like yourself and myself who are a little bit more poised than like put together but in in the club they just like the dumb no offense but like the young dumb party girls that are just in like wild yeah yeah i find that yes yeah, yeah. a lot better too yeah and so they'll always come up to me and say oh who's that girl over there and i'm like oh she's new she's young and that's all i say because then that makes me sound like i don't know her i don't know her well enough to comment all i know about her is that she's just younger and like maybe a little bit less mature than myself so I don't necessarily associate with her yeah it totally makes me impartial it's also a safe thing too because ever comes back to you saying oh I heard you tell a client you're I'm young yeah you'd be like yeah like yeah Aren't a lot you? of guys like young girls yeah like you can swing it as a compliment that exactly way, or but like the undertone is like yeah. she's annoying as fuck yes <laughs> 100% and if a guy is intelligent he'll pick, pick up, up on, on that. that yeah yeah exactly, exactly. it's definitely a safe a yeah. safe phrase to use <laughs> yeah um no i i agree uh the best just keep to yourself yes. i think too um when especially in strip club like i know me and you talked about before like a, a little while ago talking about how it's changed new girls before used to keep themselves yes and they should <laughs> and they should absolutely 100 percent. yeah um read the room if you know someone has like is your senior by 10 years don't try to be my best friend it's not that I'm an unfriendly person it's just it's it's very obvious what you're doing yeah you're and just respect your yeah just respect seniority you know yes. girls have been there a long time have earned that place they know yeah. what they're doing what maybe watch from afar and like kind of take notes of how yeah. they work and you know read the read the room um if someone approaches you first then engage but as a new dancer i that's how i was i never approach um i approached uh, veteran dancers until yes. they extended that olive branch to me yes um and yeah it's respect that this was their kind of house of worship you know this yes. was their their domain yes um so i have a few listener questions and i pulled some there are a ton that came in but these are um my my top six okay because we're, we're uh talking uh talking our ear off here yeah. <laughs> sorry <laughs> that's all okay that. no 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 girl <laughs> me too so why i force you to listen to the podcast <laughs> um so how do you predict the industry will change in the next few years um one of two ways either if things continue the way they are it's just going to be uh, an embarrassment to the city like our city anyways I can't speak for other cities because I've never traveled for work but um, just the way things are going in strip clubs especially I think that everyone's going to start having private parties on the side because the strip clubs are becoming too expensive to drink in um, too expensive to spend money in and not the right look of girls per se that mm-hmm. are working I would love to see strip clubs be how they were 15 years ago mm-hmm. when like you said girls like us 
the girls you see on TV, the girls you see in movies. Mm-hmm. You're like, wow, she's beautiful. Look at her. She's gorgeous. Or if you go to Vegas or if you go to any, like, major American city, I think that that's kind of the standard that they have for their clubs. Mm-hmm. I would love to see that. Unfortunately, so many clubs are more about looking out for themselves mm-hmm. than the girls. So they'll just hire they'll just their standards are so much lower now than they used to be right and when we're saying clubs are looking out for themselves the reason what that phrase is referring to is that um any girl who steps on that floor the club is getting a floor fee from them so they're making more money by hiring you know 25 less than ideal candidates rather than five perfect specimen in yes um, so they kind of don't care because the more people they hire, the more money comes in their pocket, regardless of quantity or quality. Yes. And also, too, uh, they get a percentage for every dance. So the more dancers in there selling dances, the more money in their pocket. Yes. Doesn't mean the dances are good. Doesn't mean they're talented dancers. Uh, dance is a dance is a dance is a dance. Yes. To them. Um, so okay, so you think it can go that way where it continues how it is and yes. it starts to be an embarrassment and strip yes. clubs start to come yes. uh, even. Uh, less uh less lucrative yes uh which we've seen over the last 20 plus years dramatically yes Yes. honestly i think i see it going that way the other way that it's not really necessarily an opposite end of the spectrum but the other way that it benefits girls who are willing to do private parties like ourselves it's going to benefit us because guys are going to be like why am i spending 400 dollars at a club when i could spend the same amount of money and actually be able to touch a girl actually be able to like engage with her in close quarters actually not have anyone monitoring how much I drink or what kind of drugs I do yeah, or whatever. Yeah, right? my own music, blah, blah, yeah, blah, exactly. having my own home. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I'm hoping it... Unfortunately, it's unfortunate those are the two options. I'd like to think that strip, that strip clubs exist still, PR exists still, and the, the actual payment increases you yes. know the actual prices yes, increase that would be but I, I don't see how that would ever happen unless there's a you know a um what's it called a a plague yes. <laughs> that wipes out every person yes. who charges less than a thousand dollars because um I, I don't see the prices coming back up because that's what usually happens once you set the precedent the prices are lower yes. they'll stay there for a bit and they'll go even lower yes stay, you know and it's a downward kind of spiral so um, an idealistic world, um, we would all, you know, band together and mm-hmm. be like, let's all our lowest be thousand. Yes, that would um, be amazing. But, I would be all for that. But yeah, I don't, I don't foresee that happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's one thing you would change about the industry? Either go back to or remove altogether. Um, I would go back to how things were 10 years ago. Um, in terms of the money, in terms of how frequently... Um, people were just going out more often. People were... More disposable money 10 yes, years ago, yeah. exactly. Well, maybe uh, not exactly 10 years ago because that was 2009 right after the crash, but... No, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. Maybe a few... Maybe even five years ago because yeah. when I first got back into PR, which was after the demise of my crazy relationship two years ago, um, or maybe... Oh, my gosh. It's been forever now. But... It was so different Mm -hmm. because I took four years off. It was so different. Like Mm -hmm. it was, it just went from easy money to like, I actually had to work for it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would love to go back to the, to, to what it was where there was only like maybe a handful of girls that were organizing and clients were loyal to each of them. Right. And there was no crossover. Like you said in the chats, like there's crossover because girls just want as much, 
like opportunity to work as possible. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you have to be like that now because yes. there's not much opportunity. Yes. Um, another question I had, and especially you can talk on this as um, a prostitution standpoint, how do you stay safe in the industry? Um, I know we spoke uh, briefly on how there's more protocol and things in place to protect you in the club. Mm-hmm. But when you're doing prostitution, as we said, there's no brothels here. Prostitution is solely on your own in going to people's houses or having someone in your home. How do you stay safe in that situation? I mean, I have to say that I've had, for lack of a better term, a horseshoe stuck up my ass because I've definitely <laughs> gotten very lucky um, with a lot of situations that could have gone like really wrong. But I think just go with your gut. Go with your instinct. If you go to a place and it's sketchy as hell, um, leave. Who cares mm-hmm. about the money or who cares about the opportunity to make money? Mm-hmm. Um, your safety is what matters most. Always tell someone or two people, a few people where you are, share your location with any. Now that technology is so advanced, share your location with somebody that you know is going to be awake at that time or is mm-hmm. going to be around. Yeah. Um, keep in touch. Check your phone. Don't leave your belongings somewhere. In a like, different room. Or- yeah. Keep everything really close to the door. If you do have to make a quick getaway, you know where everything is. And the biggest one is stay sober if you can. Mm-hmm. Have, like, max two drinks. Don't do the drugs. Don't feed the hordes drugs. <laughs> 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 because you just never know what's in them. As yeah. much as you want to have fun and party, like, there's nothing wrong with dabbling. There's nothing wrong with enjoying your time while you're there. Like, you're probably thinking, well, why... Yeah, like, why would I not? There's free drinks and free drugs, and I'm getting paid to be here. Sure, but, like, be safe about it. Be Mm -hmm. smart about it. Um, Recent party that you and I were at, guys had put, for themselves, not really thinking things through, had put a bunch of M Mm -hmm. in one of the bottles of Grey Goose. Obviously, everyone was drinking out of it. Everyone got super fucked up. So... That's why I don't drink. Exactly. Same. I was the only sober person at this party. (laughs) No, me too. I was sober also, but I have this knack of being able to, like, act drunk. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you have to, right? Yeah. So always be safe that way. Um, Don't ever let anyone pour you a drink Mm -hmm. or at least watch them when they do. Mm-hmm. It's honestly, like, such basic things that we don't even yeah. think about. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. When people ask questions, like, how do you stay safe in the industry? It is, like we are saying, the way our society now looks at dating, it is no... How do you stay safe when you're... All you're doing is matching someone on Tinder, yes. talking for a day, and then you go meet with them yeah. and go to their place. It's the same thing. You know? Um, the same things you'd implement to ensure your safety then, which I yes. hope you're doing, is the same things that sex workers are doing. You yeah. know, tell your friend who you're meeting up with, show a photo of the guy if you have one, give him his name, give his phone number to him if they have it, tell them your, where your address is yeah. going to, tell them the time, when to expect it, yes. have them send a check-in phone call or check-in text, yes. you know, share your location with a friend. Yes. Um, and these are things, especially women, unfortunately, more so women than men, yeah. should be doing on a regular basis anytime you're meeting up with a stranger whether yeah. it be from tinder bumble you know your church gathering i don't give a fuck like yes. you know yeah no absolutely um, more so for your church gathering yeah. <laughs> let's There's be honest definitely more psychotic oh my God, religious people even, yeah. than there are not okay yeah. Yeah. into all that shit but um but yeah uh just women in general be safe you know yeah like i said like you said don't have someone else pour your drinks yeah be aware that people's do put drugs in open drinks at, at 
uh, at parties and yeah. in bars. So, yeah. you know, hold your drink with you. Yeah. Have your own. Uh, don't use the communal alcohol. Yeah. Um, you know, know where your belongings are. Yeah. Know where your keys are. Yeah. Stay somewhat coherent, you yes. know. Um, all those things. I know I'm stealing the answer and, no, and taking but, myself, but... No, 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 but it's true. And, and one thing that I do do for girls who are not necessarily... Um, looking to get drunk but like want to like take the edge off a little bit is what I do is I'll like make myself a drink whether like sometimes it's a nude or sometimes it's like whatever like a canned mixed drink or if it's just like a, a mixed drink that I make I'll purposely I'll drink out of it like two three sips put it down and they're like where's your drink because guys love to pretend like or they love to like get the girls drunk so I'm like oh I finished it I'll go make another one Make another one. Take a sip. Leave it somewhere. Where's your drink? Keep doing that throughout the course yeah. of the night. It looks like you're drinking the whole time, but you've yeah. had like a total of five sips. Yeah. So if you must look like you're partying and drinking, right. use that method because at the very least, you're still coherent. You're still totally aware of what's going on. Right. But to them, because they're drunk, they're not you're paying attention. drinks left, right, and center. Yes, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, so this is another question that someone wrote in. Have you had to deal with stalkers or people harassing you? via text anonymously or non-anonymously and how do you deal with it um i honestly i don't even waste my time i just block them right away yeah you don't want if someone is disturbed enough to go out of their way to do that this is why it's so important not to give out your address this Mm -hmm. is why it's like for in calls are risky in calls are risky either have like a second address like it is expensive and it it adds up but it's so much better for your safety to have like a second home to do it out of rather than like your primary home um so just don't engage if you know that that person's disturbed enough that they're going to be creepy enough to say something like really ridiculous or like be stalky and attached just block them Mm -hmm. and if they keep coming up obviously report to the police but if it's just like a text message or like an instagram text or whatever just block them right away Mm -hmm. don't even engage Mm -hmm. you don't want to set off something in their disturbed brain right yeah and you yeah people seem to do things for attention as well so yes and if you don't engage maybe they'll think they have the wrong phone number yes and also with that being said there's so many apps nowadays that you can have another number for your phone like get um I can't text me or whatever text me text plus there are so many options yeah I would recommend that if you're going to be giving out a number yes big number if you want to go as far as having a a fake phone another phone um that's I used to have that for when I was in Fort Mac um so then they don't have a phone that tracks you to your name or under someone else's name and then if it is a a legitimate you are concerned for your safety yes uh recommend you definitely involve in the police yeah i would also recommend you do not need to disclose what you do for work no and at this point the way our society unfortunately is at this moment i would recommend you try to avoid disclosing that yeah because unfortunately it's been known for them to not take it as seriously yes the victim is a sex worker yeah so that's not because and I don't say I'm very open with what I do for work and I don't say yeah. that because I'm remotely ashamed of what I do for no. it but I'm just aware of unfortunately how it is perceived by yeah. squares yeah. and especially in a situation where I deserve to be taken seriously yes. um, just be smart with that um, and, and at the end of the day that's not important information what you no. do for work so the fact of the matter is you're being threatened or you're not feeling safe and they should take that seriously and the attention should be on the on the perpetrator, not yes, on you. Exactly. And, and you have every right to 
demand the same respect as a square would have. Exactly. And if you work at a club and you know you're getting off work late, have someone like escort you to your car or a taxi or whatever. Wait with you. Don't just walk out in the middle of the night by yourself. Like there's been instances where it was like completely like broad daylight and things have happened. Things Mm -hmm. have gone wrong. So if you at all ever feel unsafe, get someone involved and there's no shame in saying, Hey, I need you to walk me to my car. Of course. And then we're, I'm going to go on a little bit more of a tangent too. Uh, I live in a unit that has all windows and I have a creepy guy that you were telling me. Yes. You can see him right now. He's been watching the whole time. Where is he? He, yeah, he's been standing at the window the whole time. Um, Yeah, so he watches in my windows all the time. Yeah. So I usually now close the corner where he can see, and I only open it now because you're here, and I want to be able to see out my fucking windows I pay way too much for. Yes. But um, if you do live alone, I would definitely recommend you keeping windows closed at nighttime because it's easier to see at night in the windows, and people can, if they watch long enough, they can tell when you're home alone, when you come and go from work, things like that. And if people are that crazy that they're watching you, they do take note of those things, Of course. So... Um, especially too, if you live on a bottom, like a bottom level or, um, a home in, in a high rises, we're a little more protected in the sense where no one can come to my floor unless they buzz my floor. Um, so yeah, just being smart with that, being aware of your surroundings when you're walking. Mm -hmm. Um, I would recommend, I'm bad for this, but I, you know, say when I'm out of town, uh, for your own, like potential robbery cases, you know, not disclosing the dates you're going to be out of town, you know, geotagging. Try to avoid geotagging if you're scared of a stalker because, yes. you know, even, like, the I love the Kardashians. Yes. Uh, so, and they, that's one of the things they do. They, you know, most celebrities do now. They yes. geotag days later. Yes. Um, on, in, on social media. Yes. Yeah, just a bunch of ways to be safe. And you can always, you know, I think it empowers women anyways. Just, like, take a, a self-defense class or, like, oh, just for sure. do little things to, like, strengthen your own confidence to be able to handle yourself if it came down to it. Like, yeah. of course, honestly, I've been doing this forever and I've never really had a negative experience Mm -hmm. that like that but in case Mm -hmm. that were to happen I know I have the confidence in myself to be able to defend myself so I want all women to sort of feel that way as well yeah that's how me and my boyfriend met oh really yeah he taught myself defense class oh that's right okay I remember now I I was supposed to go to that class but I was like (laughs) good he's mine (laughs) (laughs) well it worked out for the best for you (laughs) that's so funny um have you okay so the next question was if you could go back, what's one thing you would tell yourself when you started in the industry? Um, well, first and foremost, don't take a break because I happened to take a break right in the most lucrative of years. Uh, it's always hindsight's running. I know. Um, and also, don't pass judgment. Um, the, I had opportunities that were way greater in my past than I do now. I've had men offer me tens of thousands of dollars for sex and I turned it down because at the time it was all about principle to me. Mm-hmm. Now that would be amazing. <laughs> I would You're like already that. naked before he said <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as soon as he says ten, I'm like, yes. Ten dollar okay. <laughs> it was worth the risk. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> well I'm naked, so give me the ten bucks. I'm putting my clothes on afterwards. <laughs> um but no, yeah, so I definitely think that I would go back in time and do the things that I said that I wouldn't do. And also stack, 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 stack. I cannot save, save, save. Yes, exactly. Like do not think that this is going to be a forever thing. Anything can happen at any time. Um, even something as simple as like 
going, like, let's say, for example, you're getting your boobs done. You're like, I'll be back in two months. No problem. Okay, well, in two months, it could be dead. So, like, just always save for the future because you just never know. Mm-hmm. And I wish that I had, I had saved. And I wish I had just been better with my spending in those days. Oh, that's literally all of us. <laughs> I started in Fort Mac when it was, like, prime time. Yeah. And I was like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> like, this will always be here. I take, yes. like, so many days off. I'd... Um, yeah, I definitely take for granted. Now I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? I know. Like, if only I, I could have, like, if, a magic I, just, I wish. <laughs> I know. Just, like, a, a time machine to go back in time, make all the money, and then come back and have it all there. And still. I invested it well. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Um, before I let you go, I'm going to ask you my um, five questions. Okay. I'm eventually changing them one time, but okay. eventually. <laughs> okay. So... What is something you've done or tried sexually that you've never you'd never try again? I don't know if I would. <laughs> I'm such a hoe. I love everything. Let's yeah. <laughs> well, me. I'm like, well, maybe I'm gonna try it again. Yeah, I don't know. That's such a tough question because there's so many things that like I've done with my recent ex that I would have never done with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. Anything you thought you liked that you were like kind of like meh? It wasn't as great as I thought it would be. Um. No, I love everything. <laughs> and she's single, guys. So. <laughs> Good to know. Okay, well, actually, I probably wouldn't put my finger in the guy's butthole. Because I've done it, and it's whatever. It doesn't do anything yeah. for me. Yeah. It's for the guy, but it's it. the thought of it now weirds me out. Yeah. So there. So no finger in the asshole. Yes. <laughs> um, so what's one thing that you want to try that you haven't yet? Oh, my God. I wish there was things that I hadn't tried yet. Um, like, I don't know. I, I think that if I were, like, married and, like, we actually had, like, established some kind of, like, relationship long-term, I would want to have, like, a sex room, like, in Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be amazing. <laughs> I, I'll i rent it up for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what is the kinkiest or strangest sexual encounter you've had? Um, oh, my God. I'm such a whore. I don't even know because I can't even peg them down I don't know it's not necessarily kinkiest um I'm sure there's kinkier things that people could do but like I have a weird fantasy where that's <laughs> so fucked up trust me it's probably not going to do it all compared to the shit I've said on this podcast <laughs> I don't know it's kind of like me like you role play that like your partner whoever you're having sex with is a stranger and you try to like say no to them and they great fantasy yeah but, but it's not actually very very common that's <laughs> not remotely crazy okay but it's not like we literally I just I just last season had a uh, had an episode on fantasies oh, and rape okay. is very very common okay I had no uh, idea to make you feel better me and my boyfriend <laughs> we role play that he was used to be a Mormon okay right? we role play that like <laughs> he has like his Mormons wear a specific underwear. Okay. So he has them still. Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) So he'll like come to my house as like the Mormon path, like the Mormon um, missionary. Yes. And he'll like fuck the devil (laughs) to me. Oh my God. I love it. Yeah. Or I will play that we're brother sister and he rapes me as a sister. Oh yeah. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not alone. No, you're not at all alone. Okay. (laughs) Yes. But yeah, rape fantasy is very, very common. Yeah. And I think it really plays into this one animalistic 
yes thing mm-hmm. and the desire the idea of like losing control and not yeah. having control and being submissive yes I and it, people that have rape fantasies don't want to be raped like, no you know, of that's course. not what it exactly. is um and it's and it sucks to think about that like of course there are people that that have had that happen to them so mm-hmm. you don't want to downplay how serious of a thing it actually is right of course but it's different when it's not actually well, it's a role play. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's a, yeah, exactly. You know, I have, um, I masturbate sometimes to tentacle porn. I joke about it all I the time. I love hentai porn. Yeah. I, I thought that I was the only one. And no, also, too, like, on Pornhub, the whole stepsister, stepbrother thing. Yeah, see, really me and John <laughs> love that shit. We always role play that. It does it for me, too. Um, he'll come through and be like, mom and dad are still gone on the business trip. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, and it gets me going. Um, so you're not alone. I love it. No, um, Perfect. One thing that you don't understand or drives you mad about the opposite sex? Um, like, say what you mean and mean what you say. I hope my listeners are starting to notice a trend because that's probably 90% of the answer to really? this is, like, communication. 100%. It's like, what if you want me, fucking take me. The chances are pretty good that you're going to get me if we're already, like, engaging somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, don't play games. Most women, girls different story but most women don't respond well to games Mm -hmm. and women who've been in this kind of industry i find we're not to say that women who haven't been in this industry aren't strong it's just that we're used to seeing literally the shittiest of shittiest men Mm -hmm. so we know when to walk away we know what not to stand for and we're a lot more no nonsense Mm -hmm. so i find guys that play games like i personally right away pick up on that bullshit and i'm like no yeah no dice sorry buddy it doesn't work for me Mm -hmm. if you came up to me straight up and was like hey i really like you i want to date you like let's go out for let's get to know each other i would respond so much better to that than Mm -hmm. just sliding into my dms Mm -hmm. and trying to be weird yeah just be a straight shooter yeah and last question okay if you had the world's attention for 30 seconds what would you say Be kinder to everyone. Just be a good person. It's so not hard. And Mm -hmm. I don't understand why people go out of their way to be shitty people to other people. And honestly, that's where the humanity is going to shit because of it. Mm -hmm. So I would love it if everyone treated each other the way that they would want to be treated. I think the world would be such a better place. Mm Mm-hmm. The golden rule. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That's it for this episode. Make sure to subscribe on Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And you can find all the episodes on 50plusatip.com. And also find me on Instagram at 50plusatip or email me at 50plusatip at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining me, Sahara. Thank you for having me and have a wonderful week, everyone, and happy hoeing. Bye.